Welcome to the Profitable Python with your host, Ben McNeil. On this episode, we're going to do something a little different. And I wanted to have a fireside chat with you. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for about 22 recorded episodes now. And so I just wanted to reconnect with the audience and discuss with you kind of the path that we've, we've traveled up to this point and kind of where we're going into the future. Also reflect on some things that I've been thinking of a lot about since kicking off this podcast. It certainly turned into something else that I never really saw happening. So I wanted to just have an intimate conversation with you. Hopefully this will provoke some conversation between us. And uh, But it's been such an honor up to this point to serve you and bring amazing humans on the show and get them to deliver the golden nuggets you need to go out there and to be more profitable with your Python skills. So uh, this week I'm actually traveling in London and I came here for a conference and that's something that I want to reflect on with you too. So when I originally started this podcast, it was the, the motivation behind it was I, I didn't really have, I, I lived in a town and this is all like an attitude thing. So I'll be, I'll be jumping around a few places on this, on this podcast, but basically where I live on a good weekend, the population might uh, go up to like a hundred thousand people. Um, but during the week it drops considerably. And so what I'm getting at is the community is not massive, like a town uh, or a city like London, for example. And um, I craved basically having a connection with the programming community and the entrepreneurs in it. And the only way that I could really think about manifesting something like that while living in a small town was to basically create a podcast. And along the way, what I've been able to do is really uh, connect with a tribe of people that have a common interest in mind. And that is to take their skills, their highly valued skills, and go out there and make an impact in the world. And so going through this process, I've really learned a lot more than I thought I ever would about the community. And that's also part of the inspiration that I want to talk with you about uh, on going forward is just these stories are so inspiring with all the people that I've been able to drive conversations with, at least for me. I don't, I don't know how you feel, but uh, one thing I will share with you is some statistics. Um, so pull it up on pull it up on the old phone here. So, so the podcast is at 160 plays. It says last week. So when I started this off, I had no podcast and there was no plays. Uh, you know, there was no YouTube audience. There was no Instagram audience. And I just, I find it incredibly amazing how, you know, you kind of put yourself out there and, come with a genuine message and in just how it will organically grow. And we're only talking about three months here, folks. And I, I hope that what we're discussing here today, this isn't for me to brag or anything like that. This is to give you some inspiration 
uh, for your own endeavors. Like if you wanted to start a podcast, for example, or have been thinking about marketing yourself online, um, hopefully this information right here will be inspirational to you. So as I look right now on, uh, wow, the glare is wild. So uh, this is YouTube here. So as, as we look on YouTube, the subscriber count, so we're at 212, wow, that's hard to see. <laughs> okay, so we're at 212 subscribers. So uh, again, thank you so much. That's awesome support. I couldn't be more thankful and honored to have that type of following on YouTube. Again, three months ago, folks, there was no following. There was no content on YouTube. And just as a lesson in putting yourself out there, as scary as that might be, I mean, I say go for it because the worst thing that could happen is you can accumulate an audience, uh, which again, I just, I'm so humbled by that. So when we look at the statistics on the podcast, on the, uh, this is the Anchor app. I wonder if, so this is the Anchor app. And let's see here. So the podcast is at 4,000 plays and they're estimating that the audience is 202 people which I think is pretty crazy how basically these two separate platforms, YouTube has actual subscribers. The anchor just is estimating the audience size, but within like 10, they're basically saying that the audience is around 200 people. So again, super humbling. I don't know how much overlap there is. If people are listening to the, the iTunes version or actually we're on all the, on all the podcatchers, but, um, you know, audio version versus video version. I don't know how much overlap is there, but um, again, I just wanted to share this with you folks. If you put, if you put yourself out there and you just put your heart into the content, um, magical things can happen. And so I hope that, uh, that you folks see that and, and that's an inspiring message to you. So you can see, maybe this will come through on the video. Um, well, oh, there we go. Okay. So that's the kind of like a time series of the listen or the plays and that giant spike there was the podcast launch. So <laughs> I guess that goes to show like, you know, launching as painful as that experience was launching uh, just because it's like really putting yourself out there. Like you're emailing like ex-girlfriends from 10 years ago <laughs> and stuff. And uh, if you're all in, you know, that's what you would do. So um, but that was a great experience. Um, I, I never would have thought that it would have yielded these types of results. So again, I just wanted to really push that folks. Like I, I started this and I want to get into the whole, like, why, why am I doing this going forward? And, um, and, uh, kind of like where my passion lies with this. But I think originally it started with, um, that there was some bad information out there on the internet. If you listen to episode one, uh, I, or at least I felt there was some really bad information out there. People almost like predatory, um, training where they kind of overpromise and under deliver. And after experiencing that a few times, I decided to take matters into my own hands and get out there and start trying to give people content they could really sink their teeth into and go out there and actually, uh, 
uh, find that they didn't really have to pay much for anything to go out there and get results, get the knowledge they need to go out there and get the results that they want. So, and so far the, the feedback is good, but I'd, I'd love to hear uh, more about it for you guys. So uh, there, was a, there was a challenge at the, at the conference that I went to this weekend uh, where, where basically uh, they, they kind of asked us these questions and to publish them on social media. And so I, I wanted to um, actually just share them on the podcast. And um, I'd also be incur or, uh, interested to see what questions are, or how you would answer these questions yourself. Um, but there's four questions. And the first one is, what are you afraid of right now? So for me, uh, well, before, before I answer this, <laughs> I guess I'm afraid to answer this question. But uh, I want this to serve as a documentation because I'm sure in another 20 episodes, I'll answer these questions totally differently. So I kind of want to just have this documentation here, but I also just want to be real with you folks because sometimes on social media, uh, especially people can kind of try to become something that they aren't or kind of like paint themselves in a different way uh, compared with how life really is. And so um, I just want to try and maintain some sort of like level of realness with you folks and uh, open up and share these with you. So what am I afraid of? And I didn't, I, I don't have anything written down. I just have the, I just have the um, question, the questions written down here. But as far as responding to these, it's just freestyling. But basically, what am I afraid of right now? Um, I think my biggest my biggest fear is that um, as crazy as this sounds like I, I have, I have ambition, but I just don't, I have ambition when it comes to like creating a digital product, it's going to go out there and make impact in people's lives. I've actually created this and, and started to sell this. Um, but I haven't um, it's, like basically I'm, I'm afraid that, uh, people are, uh, not going to resonate with it. And I know it's a silly, it's, I know it's a silly thing. Um, and I, I guess I'll just run with it. Like that was the first thing that came to mind here. So I'll just, I'll just run with it. But basically, uh, it's, it's basic, it's not, it's not easy. Like I don't wake up every day and say, you know, this is easy and go out there and sell tons of products. Like, uh, you know, I'm not driving like a Lamborghini because of like my, uh, my intellectual property. So it's definitely a struggle. And I, and I kind of reflect on it because it's like, obviously you need, if you're going out there and striving to have impact, it's a lot easier to do that when you have capital to go out there and, uh, deploy that capital to go out there and have an impact. So, you, you know, if I was removed from the situation, I would see, okay, well, this is a very clear answer for you. Like go out there and go and attack this. And, um, there's just a lot of fear around it. I, I don't know how else to explain it. So, um, right now I just, I think, I think, I think I'm able to deliver value to the uh, community, uh, but my fear is that I'm just under delivering, I guess. So uh, with that being said, let's go to the next question here.
um, what am I avoiding because it's uncomfortable? Okay, well, <laughs> maybe I meant to answer this question with the uh, with what I just told you. I guess. Well, without without repeating myself too much here. So, I guess when I and when I initially got into this, it was because I was literally angry and I didn't know how else to express my my anger like 70% of the reason I guess and if you can you can hear this in episode one but it was because I was paying like hard-earned money to get something basically like a dream that somebody was selling and then they under they over promised and under delivered so I guess my fear is that now that I'm I've put my flag in the ground and I'm like okay well I'm going to change the way things are being done and so now I've kind of internalize this fear of like, I don't want to become what I hate, you know? So that, I guess that would be the fear part. And then what am I avoiding because it's uncomfortable? I think, I think what that comes down to is fully, fully um, going forth with the intellectual property that I've created. It's like a six week course where each week I provide a uh, like basically implementation or homework for you to execute on. And this is all derived from my own experience of creating a software programming business from scratch. And I learned all of these strategies basically as a result of having my back up against the wall and uh, uh, basically getting laid off from a job in an industry, the oil and gas industry at the time, that's uh, is, is so dependent on the commodity price that they basically weren't hiring anybody at my skill level. There was, there was people with 10 years of experience competing for my job. So it was like I had to reinvent myself and code presented itself. It's always been there, but I just never, I don't know. Sometimes it just takes me so long to catch on to things it's always kind of been a passion of mine, but I never thought about it as a way to put food on my table, especially since I didn't have a background in computer science, for example. I did petroleum engineering, but I mean, you could have a background in anything, I'm convinced now, and be willing to put forth the effort to go out there and learn the skills of programming and uh, get a program like what I've created. I, I've my price point was $27, six weeks. I really wanted to make sure that I was over promising and over delivering. And, uh, I, th and, and what am I avoiding because it's uncomfortable? Basically I've created the, the infrastructure to sell the product. I've created the, the product itself. Um, I've gone through all the motions and I'm just not, uh, I'm not out there marketing it to the world. And it's just, there's nothing comfortable about putting yourself out there and being like, hey, there's this thingy that I made. And um, I think it will change your life and you should check it out. And there's no risk type thing. And so I just never, I don't know. I think, I think that's the answer to that question, the long-winded version of that question. And so the, the third question was, what, would a high performance person do? Uh, and I'm thinking that that question is related to, you know, what would a high performance person do if they heard the, uh, you know, the person 
answering these questions, how would they handle it? So um, I think a high performance person would um, probably just whatever, whatever the resistance is there, basically they would see, okay, there's really no, there's no resistance here. And the fact, I guess this is me coaching myself and you are the audience here, but basically like there is like, like what exactly is the problem here? Like you, you've done all the work, you've put in all, you know, all the effort, you've gone out there, done the research, figured out what people's pain points are and went forth, created a digital product based on your own experience and it's guaranteed to deliver value. Like what is the problem here? And I think, I think it, what it is, is it kind of boils down to like an ego thing and I'll be, you know, a hundred percent upfront with you folks. Like this is, this is, um, one of my mentors have told me this, like one of the biggest problems that you can have, or the most dangerous thing you can have in business is an ego. And, uh, I, I see it right now because basically the ego, the high performance person would basically say, look, you know, the fact that you actually think that, that, that people are, you know, going to love you or hate you because of this, like, that's an ego thing. Like you need to be just going out there. Like you could be impacting people's lives, but instead you're, you're choosing not to do that. And, um, you know, what exactly is the problem here? Go out there, do what you, you were put on this planet to do and go out there and share this information with people. So I think that's what a high performance person would do is they would just say they're like, whatever, whatever you think like the problem is right here, there, there actually is no problem. And it's just like an ego thing that you have. And so you need to, I don't know if you need to go on like a long walk or something. Um, but, uh, just, just go out there and get, get rid of your ego and get back into the service mindset. There's people waiting out there to hear your message and just go for it, pull the trigger. And I, I would say this would be like, if there's anything stuck in your life, like I'm just riffing right now off of this question, but if, if there's any kind of implementation that you are seeking out in your life and you're, and you're not doing it, maybe just like rewind this piece and pretend like, like, I am coaching you instead of me right now. And uh, this is definitely an interesting process. Like I never, you know, we should have a little more faith in ourselves. Like the answers are within us. Um, I don't, I don't think you need to pay, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the, um, uh, the training that's already within you. You, you have the ability to coach yourself. Um, okay. So the, the fourth question here was, what was, uh, oh, what was I put on this planet to do? Wow. Okay. So, uh, or in another, another sense, what does God want you to do? So I think, um, just opening up a little bit more, um, as far as like what God wants me to do, that's, uh, uh, a, you know, I, pr I probably need to, um, spend a little more time with that. I, there, there was a time where like, basically I grew up in a, I was, I was, I, I, I went the entire like adolescence, basically I went to like a Baptist church and then, um, I got baptized there. And then I think my parents eventually chose to 
join a Lutheran church. And so I did that till I think I was like late in my teens or something, but so, I mean, this is not, this is not a probably a good excuse, but basically uh, my dad uh, got super sick from cancer and then passed away. And it really, the whole thing just like sh shook my world. And uh, I could kind of like see that point in my life. And also that was like the same point where I was like, you know what, like I'm kind of done with church. And I don't know, like, I, I don't, I don't think I lost my faith. Um, I just lost my connection with the church. So I like ever, ever since then, like you might find me in like a, like a church service, like once a year or something for Christmas or something like that. But like, I haven't really been, uh, I haven't really been like a devout church goer, but it's definitely on my mind. Um, I haven't, again, I, I, I haven't lost my faith. I have a, uh, a, I, I would say I'm somewhat of a, of a spiritual person and I didn't really think this conversation was going there, but we're just, we're going with it folks. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, turn this into some, some sort of, um, I don't know, like uh, Instagram story. That's a hundred percent beautiful or something like that. Like um, I'm definitely like rough around the edges here. So, but when it came, when it, with the, uh, like, what is my, what does God want me to do? So I think, I think that there is a link between a lot of the, the different uh, aspects of my life up to this point. It's all, it's all been surrounding like a leadership role and I don't necessarily seek these out, but they do um, reoccur a lot. And so I think what I, what I was put here to do was to provide leadership, but I don't think that's enough because lead, that it needs to be niched down a little bit. I, I don't think, I think I could provide more leadership in certain capacities than others. For example, like I might, I might not be like the um, spiritual leader that you require, for example, but I might be more of like a, like a mindset leader or an execution leader. Like if you actually, you know, are trying to get, you, you have a vision and you're, and you're somewhere less than your vision and how do you get there? I think I could provide leadership in that area. And, you know, I think I would actually be capable of giving, giving some sort of spiritual leadership, maybe a, a, a little like unorthodox. So like, I'm certainly, I'm not like a preacher or anything like that, but I, I certainly have a, a message there. And maybe that would be a, another concept for another episode. But um, I, I certainly do feel a calling. Um, I think... I think I would like to have more clarity around what that calling is. And I think that just boils down to uh, a little more soul searching or uh, prayer, basically just getting in touch with like what, you know, what, what is it that I was, I was put here to do. Um, yeah. So I guess, I guess leadership and helping people execute on uh, their their goals in life. And one thing, kind of like mixing all these things together, 
so mixing leadership and execution with a highly valued skill like programming, for example, and specifically Python, which I'm just super passionate about uh, because it, it enabled me to um, find a new way to create income. So uh, that's, I, th I think that's what I was put on this planet to do. And I'm, I'm just gonna execute with that. I, all the, everything I've discussed with you here uh, these four questions is basically um, like a probing exercise and it wasn't, <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable even kind of going through this with you, but I figured like, you know, who best to share this with than the audience that has been uh, kind of gathered together over the last um, uh, three months basically. So you you folks are certainly a driving factor in in uh helping me bring my best every day and now i'm actually more like on the hunt for things like like in my daily life like i'm always uh kind of like oh that would be a cool person to get on the show the audience would love that or uh kind of like little nuggets that i can bring uh to you folks so all right so let's Let's keep going here. I don't, I didn't start a timer and I wanted to keep this one somewhat, uh, I didn't want to go for like two hours. I just, I just wanted to come on here and um, share some thoughts with you folks. So, alrighty. Um, this might be, well, we can hit this. So I've been, I've been doing a lot of reading recently. I'm currently I'm doing the uh, Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy, and I'm taking lots of notes for you folks. And uh, actually, like the people that have have uh, basically said this book was awesome. They, it's kind of like a cool crowd, um, just kind of like heavy hitting. Um, CEO type people. Uh, but one of the things that they were talking about in that book is uh, where kind of where, what is like your triggers for your passion? And I thought it was kind of an interesting thought exercise because uh, like one, one thing they were talking about in the book is that basically passion, when people talk about like, Oh, um, I'm, I don't know what my passion is or I'm still looking for it or something like that. Like basically what the book, at least in the parts that I've read so far, it's like, like the, the passion is not something that's like lost, but now found or something like that. It's literally like there. It's just, it's kind of like um, potential energy that just hasn't been released. So uh, it's, uh, they, they use like the light switch analogy. It's basically like your light switch is off and then you just need to find the triggers for your passion and then you flick the switch and then it's all, it's all already there. It's just reading, just waiting for you to flick the switch basically, but there's different types of triggers. And so I wanted to kind of explore with you folks, uh, what my triggers are. Um, and so basically it's kind of like, uh, do you, so it's like the, how, 
here. Let me just, let me get organized here real quick. So, all right, my notes are all over the place here. So, okay, so, yeah, there's like some really awesome quotes in here too. Just really inspiring things. So, okay, so, uh, so what, okay, okay, okay. So being passionate about what you do is one switch. Being passionate about why you do it is another switch. And then being passionate about how you do it is another switch. And who you do it for is another switch. So they kind of go through some thought, uh, thought exercises here, but being passionate about what you do. Um, one of the things that Darren talks about in here is work is gonna, like, like the big message from being passionate about what you do is uh, work is going to suck 95% of the time, but that other 5% is freaking awesome. And that's, so, so what you're going to do kind of the message there is like when you're passionate about what you do, you're willing to kind of go through um, the suck basically <laughs> to get that 5% reward because it's just so awesome. And so for me, uh, you, I, I would kind of equate, like, I think there's definitely an aspect of that for me because, um, you know, especially, well, especially with programming, I mean, holy cow, I mean, every line of code is not like a piece of success. <laughs> like a lot of times, like things will, you know, you have to revisit it over and over again to kind of crack the nut. And, uh, so, so for me, I think, I mean, I just, I've always been in like into like Legos, like as a kid building things and I see code as another way to kind of express that. And if it, if it, you know, if I kind of got hung up on like how the process worked, like some, you know, you could go like four hours or four days and be kind of stuck and then boom, you crack the nut and it's like, wow, like so awesome. And then you get to move on to the next place. So you get stuck and then you get yourself unstuck type thing. So, um, I could see, so passion, being passionate about what I do, I certainly like programming and I certainly like helping other people find that there's, there's, there's alternatives to like, like you can be anyone with any background come into the programming world and completely change the way that you make money and the type of relationships that you have and the ch type of um, just, just opportunity in general that you have. And that's what I think is kind of so awesome about it. So uh, to me, that's like definitely a, a passion switch there. Um, being passionate about why you do it. So, so there's, so the why, I think, and I think that was kind of discussed in these questions that I was answering with you uh, earlier and just like, you know, what is, what is your calling? What were you called to do when you, that you're on this planet here to do something. 
you know, what is that calling? And so I guess like the, that switch, this switch requires a lot of clarity, being passionate about why you do it. So um, I think we've discussed that quite a bit on this one, at least for me. Um, and, and I think it just really surrounds like, I've seen it happen to myself and I just kind of wonder who else out there is experiencing it. Um, there was certainly an aspect to like, I, I literally went from like not a programmer to a programmer and this transition occurred over like a few years of hard work. And I mean, it's still, it's never ending, but I'm just saying like that transition is possible and it doesn't matter what stage you are in life. Like you can do that. And so I kind of just wonder like who else out there, you know, is, is looking for a way out into like a new high tech field, for example, man, this is like, I feel like the, the story that I have is proof that you could, you know, do this sort of thing. It is in the realm of possible, but beyond that, along my journey, I found that there was a lot of like good training and then not so good training. So I feel like I could even, you know, coach people through the process of like, where do you go get the good information and save yourself a ton of money, save yourself a ton of time and be even more effective, even faster. So that's certainly a passion switch for me as well. Um, it's, it's also a lot of fun to drive conversations on the podcast. Like I get to meet amazing humans face to face and then drive the conversation. Like to me, that's a lot of fun uh, to be kind of in the front seat instead of the back seat. And I would encourage all of you to try it out. If you got uh, some sort of like a, if you see like, oh, wow, like that's, that looks like a lot of fun. Like you could totally do this folks. You don't need, um, you could totally do it too. Um, so being passionate about how you do things. So what they're talking about is like, you can have even like the most mundane tasks that are part of your job, but the, you know, how do you kind of go through that grind? You know, if you're not passionate, you'll never sur survive the grind basically. And so they're saying, that one of the other switches here is being passionate about how you do it. And um, certainly I, I kind of, I guess, reflect, I don't think this is a huge, at least it's not revealing itself right now as like a huge uh, passion switch for me for, for how I do things, but it's, it's definitely important when you're working with people. Well, I guess like even the podcast, how, you know, how the podcast is being conducted um, people resonate with that. And actually I've got a lot of feedback about that. They're like, Oh, we love how it's structured. The questioning is really unique. And so that's all about the how, and this gets, you know, trying to deliver value to you. Basically, you know, you have a certain way that you would go about doing the same exact thing that I'm doing and that would make it unique. So technically like you could have a Python podcast, you could interview the same guests, and kind of even niche down into the same same niche and the way that you do it the how would differentiate you enough where where for example we could coexist with like 10 different versions of the same exact thing so i guess i guess that is part of part of the switch for me um and then the who you do it for so i think i think we've talked about this uh, it'll be interesting to reflect on this episode for me personally, because 
I, th- I think we've been talking about this this whole time, but I've just, I haven't been able to surface it. It's like, um, it's like, uh, it's hard, it's hard to examine yourself when, when you're the thing being examined, I guess, but who are you doing this for? Like the podcast is certainly like an outlet for me to go out there and get on people's like amazing humans calendars, for example, like a podcast is a great excuse to do that. So there's a hint for you folks, if you're looking for something to push you over the edge, but beyond that, I mean, a podcast is no fun when zero people are tuning in every week. So part of, part of the show is to go out there and provide just as much value as possible in a really niche down concentrated area. And that's, uh, you know, so, so who am I doing it for? Um, I'm certainly doing this for my family. Um, I, I, I'm so passionate about the fact that, that I was able to make this transition and literally like change the way that money gets put into my bank account by acquiring these skills. So I think that message can be shared with other people and inspire them to go out there and do great things too. So, I mean, who am I doing this for? I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for all the Python people out there, people that are looking for a way out. Like you don't have to feel like you're trapped. You know, if you don't like your job or you're looking for a little bit more like the, the we're, we're on, and this book actually uh, talks about this, but we're kind of on this cusp of transitioning out of the industrial age and kind of going into a connected era that they're calling it. And so with that, it brings all this unlimited kind of opportunity right now. And so if you're willing to kind of go out there and execute on this and people are doing this right now, and the book talks about this more, I'll, I'll dig into it and get some notes and share more with you. But basically um, like there's people that are less smarter than you, that are less generous than you. They're uh, not as kind as you. They're just willing to go out there and execute and they're reaping massive rewards. And so hopefully, you know, this entire conversation that we have here has been somewhat inspiring to you to go out there and uh, continue forth with your journey if you're already on it, but maybe take it to the next level. There's always another next level. Um, If you're kind of on the fence about some things, like maybe you're a programmer, but you're wanting to get more like entrepreneurial or maybe you are thinking about a podcast or building your personal brand and you're really good w- with the technical side, but the putting yourself out there and becoming like more extroverted, you know, these are, these are all things that if you're, if you're willing to kind of put forth that effort, the best time to do this was like yesterday. And then the next best time to do this was basically today. Like don't even wait for a second. Like if you need some sort of kick in the butt, I'm certainly happy to uh, provide that to you. Um, but it's going to have to be like a digital kick in the butt basically, because, um, like that's where the, that, that's where the, the digital product that I've made kind of like the homework and the execution inside each week is a way to kind of move you along and progress you. But if you are, you know, capable of kicking your own butt into gear and going out there and doing these things that you were meant to do, then, um, I, you know, I say, you know, what's holding you back, go for it. And, uh, with that being said, folks, I just, 
I hope this was a uh, good reflection for you on the podcast. Um, I'm again, I'm super humbled to be able to bring this content to you and to even have an audience that's, you know, any people large, but we're 200 people large right now and growing. So that's um, super exciting. Thank you so much for all that love and support. And with that being said, we've got many uh, guests on the books coming up. And um, so stay tuned for that. There's uh, what, and I guess that everything else that we discussed here. So I look forward to kind of putting myself out there uh, on this episode and then going forth and executing on that and staying true to my word. And um, also, yeah, I, with, with that being said, we'll just leave it there and carry on. I'll see you next week. Uh, but I'd love to hear any uh, comments, feedback that you have. The email that you can reach me at is ben at profitablepython.fm. Um, that's one way that you can reach me there. I'm on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. I think Twitter is pypodcast. And Instagram, I'm active programmer. Uh, YouTube is also PY podcast. Uh, and then Facebook is just Ben McNeil or Benjamin McNeil. So with that being said, folks, I love you all. Uh, go out there and uh, just totally just demolish your, your uh, whatever roadblocks are in your way there, folks. Just like that little coaching session that we had, like that is not, uh, like basically there is no roadblocks, you know, it's, it's something, some sort of like ego that you have that you just need to push through and go out there and do what you were meant to do, do what you were meant to, uh, you know, you're put on this planet for a reason. Like I fully believe that. And, um, if you're executing on that already, fantastic. I'd love to hear your message because basically there's other people out there, if you can believe it or not, that are not executing on, you know, what they were, were put on this planet to do. And so, um, that's just kind of my belief that you have to, you know, it's, it's almost like your duty. Like if you have, if you have that clarity in your life, uh, you need to share your message because there's many people <laughs> that are not doing that and they just they they need a swift digital kick in the butt or maybe a, a physical one but anyway with that being said folks i love you all i'll talk to you next week all right peace out